0: share the same beverage not the same beverage but you both get the same thing like if you're gonna get a shot it's like i'll have what you're having yeah. you know that the classic i'll have what you're having so i'm trying your uh white claw mango vodka spritzer it is deadly sweet it is so good like this is so a- good it's so sweet
1: that's that's the point
0: and i love sugar but i feel like sweet drinks just don't do it for me i'll i'll drink it i mean it probably you know and and I think it's a weather thing or a climate thing. You don't want. I don't want this in the winter. I want this on a beach. Well,
1: yes, that's the that's the make, goal. Does it make you feel like you're yeah, on the beach? It's February in Wisconsin. I
0: suppose I'll close my eyes and see what happens here. Well,
1: <sighs> yep, there
0: you go. And I like my, an old fashioned sweet with olives.
1: With olives.
0: <laughs> that's my brother. I, you know, do you do things that you're like? You don't
1: even like because someone you like does it. Yep. Yeah. Like pr- put olives in your single yeah. fashion. There's a. It's like a cultural peer pressure because that's you. You do what you see. You do what you know. I don't know that I even like it, but I do it. I hate olives. Thanks, so. Peter.
0: <laughs> love you, brother. Um. So where were we? We were talking movies. Yeah. Um. And uh, Erica, you know, we'll talk about you sometime if you want. Yeah, but I would love that. that. But right now we can. I think we'll just keep it on the movies. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I want
1: to give. I want to. I want to give spoilers. But um, don't spoil the fucking movie. It's. I,
0: <laughs> it's so hard. Wait, is Tom so Hanks sick. actually a girl? No, I'm just, he's <laughs> not. He's not. Um, so you brought that up, and uh, you know. I, I, this podcast is about movies, but you. I want. I mean, might as well say it that you. you I, I do feel, represent the transgender community. I feel like it
1: would. A lot of my experiences. You'd better understand my experiences if you knew my story. Well,
0: yeah. If you. I mean, if you want to tell. I mean, you can get, say as much as you want.
1: I recently came out as a trans woman. Um, I've been on hormone replacement therapy since March sixteenth. Of the past year Um The September before that I came out to myself Um And Lately My experiences Have been Uh Very impacted By my Transness Going Going in like public experiences? Uh, everything My whole life experience Um A good example of this Is like Here at work I uh okay.
0: Here at work at the world famous Broadstop. At the
1: world famous Broadstop. Do you remember when you first started working at the Broadstop? My first day here was the day Andrew Bogut took the Utah Utes to the Elite Eight in the 2004 NCAA tournament. Why? Wow. Why really?
0: I remember that because cause Cause he became a Buck.
1: Yeah, and River Kazoo Boston. Kazoo made me go on break that day, and, and you they, got to watch it. They were playing. What was happening? Yeah, and uh, it's crazy how, old how you remember you that. Then? I was 16 or 17. Um, I, I kinda, I'm kind of like a legacy employee here. My um, grandma, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of complicated. Um, my dad and Debbie were born on the same day in the same hospital. My grandma and Norma had rooms next to each other. And my great-grandma, Loretta, ran the cheese market here in the 80s. And after she decided to retire, my grandma, Gail, started taking over the cheese market. In the early 80s, my dad and my uncle, Barry and Bernie, were um, overnight cleaners here. Back in the day, we used to have two people overnight come in and clean. And um, then shortly after that, my aunt, Marsha, began working in the office for your dad. And then my mom worked in the cheese market for six or seven years, and my dad also worked in the cheese market as a second job. And one day, my Aunt Marcia called my mom and said, hey, we don't have any bussers right now, you know. So my mom said, okay, and sent me in. And I showed up, and there were no bussers. And uh, I, someone sent me over to the dishwasher and said, just start cleaning dishes, and we'll, we'll show you the rest of, uh, among the way. And that was that... Um, Spring day in 2004, and then I was here for seven years, took five years off, and I've been back since 2016. Yeah, man. Six and a half decades brought stuff in
0: here. Yeah. All these people. I mean, f- you're, you're three generations of four. Ch- four, generation four generations. Four generations. And uh, uh, wild. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, not many bars, restaurants, I think, can make that claim. Um yeah, I mean, and I knew you all. I knew I. I remember. I th- maybe I probably saw you that first day because I was. Oh in March yeah, Manus, I'm sure you, you did. Know? I'm sure. you um, did. And uh, you know, I. You've been here forever. I feel like I known you a long time, and yet now it's like I'm meeting you again for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you're definitely. I mean, you you are the first person that uh, I know that has transitioned, and me myself, I, I, I'm not. I don't have strong opinions on things like you know. Like in terms of hating or di- disliking, yeah, There's you know, just, I don't go negative or positive only. You know, just live your life. Yeah, be happy. There's I mean,
1: there's there's not a ton of representation out there to have that experience. You just you just don't have if you've never known anyone. You just don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we
0: kind of we kind of grew up right in this perfect uh, crockpot of all of these uh, progressions in uh, societal yeah. acceptance well, and. Uh, whether it's race, whether it's gender, your, whatever your identity. gender choice is. and now your identity. And, you know, I'm all for anyone, you know, life is long. Life is hard. Yeah. So do what you got to do. You yeah. know, I, I mean, and as long as you're not hurting other people, as long as you're not uh, impressing upon other people, like the way things need to be or should be for them,
1: I think you're okay. Yeah. And that's, that's been the best thing. If you don't like
0: something just you know kind of keep it to yourself
1: yeah exactly you know, and that's that's what's been so great about working at the broadstop is in cuz when you, when you're dealing with your identity and i was someone who would have been described as shy before i transitioned which w- was a true description but i i wasn't shy i was hiding i was scared i didn't want to show who i really was because you know internal you know there's internalized how long
0: do you think did you feel this way you are i mean like how do you can you recall being a teenager it was yeah
1: it it's it's a, it was a journey i some of my earliest memories are of being confused and upset that i was not a girl and and it, was
0: it it was more about yourself not like not not maybe like not girls didn't like you no and, or I like boys. No. It wasn't like... See, some, it was And I think that's what a lot yeah. of people yeah. go to because we're such, so, such fucking
1: animals. Yeah. It we, is all about sex. A lot sex of people and equate and sexuality, sexuality with gender. With sex. it, and it has nothing to do with it. But it's funny because... I'll give you the timeline. So I remember like these distinct memories. I remember being five or six years old and wanting to be Red Riding Hood for Halloween. And knowing that that wasn't really an option. And I remember, like, going shopping with my mom and wanting to hold her purse and wear it and stuff like that and, and be feminine. And I remember, um, you know, like, my mom saying, like, yeah, okay, you can hold this, but this isn't for boys. And I remember just thinking, like, why? Why is this not for boys and why am I a boy? And then growing up, like, remember playing basketball in middle school, and I remember looking at the cheerleaders and being like, oh, "I wish I could be a cheerleader like them," and stuff like that. And then growing up and not having that representation, not having um, the understanding that um, transitioning was even an option. You knew the word; I knew the word what sex change meant, but I didn't know what that was for or why people did it. I didn't know until I got out of high school. I didn't even realize that. You know, trans people live among us all the time, and we don't even know. You know, you oh two, a little more than two out of every hundred people you meet on the street are transgender, and you don't even know it. Some of them are already transitioned and they've they're living the life they want, and you don't know. And other are people who are transgender but aren't living that life because they're afraid. And you start realizing two out of a hundred is a sizable number in terms of society. And I remember after being high school wondering, am I gay? I'm not attracted to gay men. I don't want to be with a gay man, but I want a man to want me. And you struggle with that kind of thing. Like, I want a straight man to want me. I want a man to see me for my, femini- my femininity. And you don't know, like, how could I ever find a man? I'm not feminine. I'm not a woman. How could I find a man to do that? And so you push it. You push it down. You push it aside. And I, I went. Or through. and before these recent times,
0: you know, you you become gay.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that was the pressure. But Which I isn't
0: necessarily what you are.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so you push it down. You push it away, and you're like, well, no, I'm already. You know, you think you start thinking things like, well, I've already gone through puberty. I'm developed. What am I gonna do? Like, if, is my doctor gonna? You know, give me medication and say, oh, yeah, you're trans. Why? My doctor's never talked about that. My doctor's an older man. What's he going to know? And you push it away, you push it away, and then you know what did it? For me, I got into my early 30s and TikTok and uh, YouTube, essayists on YouTube. I found this.
0: I don't think we reach a lot of uh, religious right uh, with this podcast, but I'm just imagining this old older folks at home going, It's that demon
1: tick tock doing this. They're the reason I you know, when I find an old uh crudgy (laughs) old person who likes to uh who I can tell is not comfortable, who who questions me on my motives, I'll say so yeah, I was I was fine till I got the COVID vaccine and then
0: like a woman. No.
1: I'm obviously just kidding about that.
0: No, of course.
1: (laughs) It's funny though because that's that's the conspiracy theory. But anyway, so I'm I'm going through my life. I find these video essays. And YouTube promoted one of these. Her name's Jenny Nicholson. She did a famous video about going to BronyCon, a My Little Pony convention. And she was a young woman, and it was all these old men who, go, who love My Little Pony. And she talks about how weird it was. And then one of her associated videos was this woman called ContraPoints, who's a trans woman who does philosophical stuff and uh through her philosophy she talks about her transness and she was telling her stories and i was like oh my god that is me i said she is living my life that is me i'm living her life and it hit me and i found tiktok and the tiktok algorithm i should say not say all on its own because the tiktok algorithm gives you what you want to see essentially Mm -hmm. it's it's insanely technologically built to do that and it took me to trans talk is what we call it and <laughs> and i was like why does that make sense i was trans-talk. like why is tiktok this. sending me all these trans women creators i don't get it but i like them this is cool and then i you, you start hearing all their stories and what they're doing and you start seeing these women transitioning later in life i'm i just turned 35 in december for reference and you, you start thinking wow she is so beautiful, and she's transitioned so late, like, why what what's stopping me? And uh, I came out to myself last September. I talked to my doctor in February. He uh, referred me to uh, freighter Hospital in Milwaukee, which is the best hospital system in the United States of America, bar none. Um, my prescriber is a nurse practitioner who is my guardian angel, and I was on HRT roughly 7 days after asking my original provider for it and uh ever since then I I've been living my best life and a uh, special shout out to all my coworkers here at the Broadstop and even all of the regulars here at the Broadstop I I took so long to do this I was always You were
0: sc- nervous. I was
1: scared. I did it in piecemeal too. I didn't even make it I didn't even do a big you coming
0: told out. Told the You told my partner Bailey.
1: Yeah. And she I mean,
0: come on, obviously it was like probably five minutes later. She called me. Oh, and, of course. And, uh, I did not. She goes, you'll never guess what, what I got to tell you now. And I'll be fucking honest with you. I did not. yes. Yeah. I couldn't guess. Eric is now Erica. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, you have a laugh or a shocking thought about it, but, you know, I ain't laughing at your expense. It's more, the, again, the shock. Yeah, the it is. because cause, uh, you know, I just want you to be happy. And yeah. It seems like I, you're
1: more happy than you were. You know, I I lived my life trying to blend into the walls for so long because I was so afraid of what I was. And now I'm trying to, you know, spread my wings and shine bright here. And uh special shout-out to uh, Bailey, of course. Um, Sandra, Bailey, and Chasity, especially, were... And candy as well were the first ones I told and gave me such an amount of support here that I I don't know if I what I expected, but I didn't expect the complete and unwavering support of one hundred percent of the broadstop staff. And even our regulars here. It's you know, we, we never missed a beat. And um, special shout out to my cooks wh- which you wanna talk about nerve wracking? Talk about trying to come out to six male cooks in the middle of a busy sunday rush trying to get their attention they're all trying to worry about what they're cooking i need to come out and this was like five months after i came out to bailey sandra Chas, and
0: for the context too you know the they're they're mexican
1: yeah four four of the six are guys who were born in mexico
0: spanish mexicans yeah and you know the uh there's already the cultural differences between you know white and mexican and lack, whatever, what have you, uh,
1: they seem to have no no problems. No, not not even. Not a question. Not yeah, not anything. even no problems, but full unwavering support and yeah. defense. And so that whole, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of mention that day, because I came out here to my cooks, and an, again, another special shout-out to Bailey, because Bailey was standing there watching me come out to the cooks, and her job was, To tell every other staff member who hadn't known at that point that i had just come out i literally told the cooks i got six confused stares and i said hey this is how it is this is how it's going to be um we're going to work through it we're going to get through this and they all agreed and they went back to work and i dipped i was not sticking around for reactions i was not sticking around for questions i dipped and i went straight home to a big extended family photo where I took the photo, and then we went over to my cousin's house for dinner afterwards. Did they all know? They hadn't known at that point, but at that dinner, right before, my, one of my cousins had to leave to go have dinner with the guy who owns Tito's Handmade Vodka, ironically enough. And before she left, I said, hey, hold on, I need to make an announcement. And in front of my whole family, I came out, and that was in mid-October, I think. And uh, so that day, I hit everyone here at work, hit the rest of my extended family, And I was out, I hit the ground running, and then the the whole point though is that like I was so scared of what everyone here at the brat would think. And it's been so crazy. Like it's it's really a look into the mental like how you spend all your internal thoughts. You don't think about it, but you project so much onto so many other people and how they're gonna react. And really, the one thing I found is people like you for you, not what you identify as, not how you dress like if two years ago you would explain to someone how i'm dressed in this purple flurry dress tights flats wearing makeup growing my hair out i i would have never believed you in 100 years if you explained that to me i
0: i have to say the same thing i also say you know I, pri- I pride myself on it being accepting of all people and uh you know i think i've every conversation we had a year ago is the same conversations we still have you yeah. know it doesn't doesn't change who you who you are, or I even mean, you know. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't change who you are, but it yeah. doesn't change who you are. Yeah, uh, you love movies. You, uh-huh. you like sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you love sports well, as much anymore because you told me you don't even watch Packer games because they stress you out well, or something. N- or, no, or that I, was the Bucks games. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and yes,
1: okay, yes, the Bucs games in that Celtics series last year, oh, I was having a heart attack God. every game, and I was screaming at my TV, and I was like, "Nope, this is not healthy. I cannot do this." But I do I do still I still love the Bucks and Giannis is my uh, all-time hero. But yeah, I don't I don't mess with Aaron Rodgers anymore.
0: Well, uh, to keep it more about, about <laughs> you your yeah. story. We don't need to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I just I think I'm just ha- I'm happy for you. I'm happy that I, you're you're finding yourself and uh, I'm never going to teach you any different. Just let's yeah. keep talking movies
1: and I love it. Thank you and, so
0: much. And uh, I hope, you know, you felt like you got something off your chest or Yeah. also that you, you know, you feel like you if there's anything else you want to say, or... or, or I'm, I'm not wrapping up the podcast either.
1: Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, no. You know? I I, I just... I can I cannot stress enough how... Except... Because when I... I, I coached basketball at a school that was... I'm not, I'm not going to call it a conservative school, because it wasn't a conservative school. But, a, you know, a lot of people who send their kids there were conservative. And me projecting myself onto the school, I would... I coached there for almost 17 years and i'd say i was a well-respected coach and our boys won six um conference championships in seven years that i coached the last seven years and i was projecting onto them like they'll never accept me as a trans woman i coach boys and girls and i said that you know you start letting those the politics in the news like you hear the word groomer and in my, that's a shot through my heart whenever I hear that, and I was like, they're gonna call me a groomer. They're gonna think, fuck. And so I, I told the school, I said I'm not gonna coach anymore. I said I'm done. I'm retired. I've had. You, and you didn't tell them about. I didn't transition. Th- it's funny story. My, my, is it funny or is it tragic? It's not tragic. It's not. It, okay. Because because the school's been nothing but supportive to me. Um, Do they know now? They know my my. Sister's son, my nephew, is going to be a kindergartner there next year. And my sister went there, I went there. We're very friendly with the school. And she recently told them that I've come out and, you know, they've offered nothing but support and good words. That's great. And um, I don't know what would have happened if I pressed the issue and wanted to keep coaching. How many parent? There'd be the one parent well, and that gets it, the letter going. Where yeah, you and want it, it, wasn't, our it wasn't the. School. Or would there
0: be none? You know, again, well, yeah.
1: It, w- it wasn't the school I was worried about. It was the opposing school, the opposing coaches, the oppo- and the referees. Because rural Kenosha County is an interesting political landscape right um, now. Melting pot, yeah. I think, is the... Yeah. Uh, You're going to find a wide range term, of political the beliefs. Path, the metaphor. Yeah. And um, I didn't feel like I could mentally handle that if it did happen. So my anxiety told me, just don't do it. It, it might not doing it But not doing it Is better than Ending up in the news Somehow And so I didn't And I also Played and coached Semi-competitive Fast pitch softball uh, In totally men's And I gave that up too Because that is a very Macho Manly world And I didn't feel comfortable And The people that I've known From that part of my life Have been nothing but Supportive as well and uh, so I gave that away. So the whole point of the broadstop, the broadstop has become my life. Like I'm sure, I'm sure all our coworkers would say that I'm I'm here too often, and I put but too much you emotion live, into it. I do. I'm it very feels dedicated. Like your safe space, though. Yeah, it is, and that's why. Like today, like today's my off day. I had no reason to come in here today other than to bring pink food dye for our wonderful broad of the week. Which I create every week and is a great deal, humble brag, and a wonderful menu item. Ask your Maybe server not about at it all. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I like being here. Being accepted in a space like this is just you like. Like everyone here will admit that I am much happier and outgoing. And Fun than I've ever been, but you cannot underestimate how much of that is because of the acceptance here
0: and I've seen the way uh, people have embraced you, and it warms my heart because yeah it, like it, the, the, it is projected out there that more people won't like you more people won't accept you, yeah, and really it, there was nothing to worry about
1: yeah i've <laughs> I like I would say like eight of my best friends in life, eight of the t- top ten of my best friends in life are here. In the broad stop, and um, before I came out, I would have said maybe one or two, and wow. before wow. I came out to myself, I would have said maybe one, wow. and it just—it's—it's it's just amazing how in the past year and a half, my life's gone upside down, but you know, just the broadstop stop being my rock has been so amazing.
0: Well, um, you know, that warms my heart to hear. You know, as you know, the family of the broadstop stop, my dad founded the broad stop, so. Every every time I hear a compliment about the broad stop, I get a little warm, you know. Yeah. Teary eyed, like I'm watching a movie, the whale in the theater or something. <laughs> but um, it does hear it does well, feel good to hear you say that, and, and y- uh, I just want to thank you for sharing your story. Um, and uh, I'll definitely have you on again, you know, to go more in depth about it. Yeah. Uh, is Is there any uh, little topper you want to say? You want to shout out regarding uh, your journey, uh, the trans journey.
1: Oh boy, there's a lot. Um like people to shout out i
0: mean whatever you want i mean you just shout out uh, a show you like because uh it relates to being trans okay or yeah. is there the a, a place or people or a source of inspiration a tiktoker uh do you have a favorite podcast uh do you
1: know what a podcast uh, is do i know what a podcast is yes i okay i've had a i've been an on and off relationship with podcasts over the years and i then uh, a favorite podcast.
0: Not looking for much discussion. Just uh, what's your favorite podcast? One that you would recommend to everybody. And while you think about that? I, I also wanted to share. A uh, it, it, coincidental, just seeing you here and you being trans. Uh, just uh, yesterday, I saw on Facebook. There's another kid uh, out of Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. His name's Darren Rita, and uh, he has a YouTube channel called Talks. And uh, he does a lot. He does music, some really good, really good music. Uh, and uh, he has a podcast as well. He's one of my inspirations, actually. And uh, on his Facebook recently, there was a reel of this person who just trans, or transitioned, <laughs> just trans. Transed. What am I saying? Uh, they transitioned, and uh, they sh- they were sharing their story. And I don't know where the f- I can't find the full interview, but uh, definitely uh, just wanted to bring your attention to it. Yeah. You know, I'll I check mean, that people out for people sure. out there sharing their story and. And I think everyone's got a story, you know, and everything's got everyone's got
1: a personal thing to say. And I'm happy you felt comfortable enough to share uh, some of yours. Yeah, I love it. Um I guess my shout outs are um I, I don't have anyone specific on TikTok, but um just the whole of trans talk, the show Euphoria on oh. HBO. Uh j- the character of Jules um, is a trans girl. And uh trans representation matters and every trans person you see in media does so much more than you can even know for the confidence of trans people. Then again, you're only 1%. Well... 2%. Okay, well, if we, 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 we want to get into that, let's... Okay, can of worms open. 2%. Uh, let me tell you a quick story. You Go can, you can add this... Silly. You can, I know, I know, I know. Um, you can add this in at the end or not. But um, a good example of this is around the 1920s in the U.S., people who um, identified as left-handed... In the 1920s was when the United States government. I'm left handed. Kind of got away from. Okay, so you can relate. Me and you, we're the same people here. Oh, we're lefties, okay. No, I'm not a lefty, but oh. your, your plight okay. is my plight. Plate. plight. We're sharing plight. <laughs> um, uh, in the early parts of the United States, education was held by churches and nuns a lot. And in early religion, being left handed was seen seen as demonic or sinful. So the nuns would not let you use your left hand, even if you were left-handed. You were forced to use your right-handed. So before the 1920s, like 2% of the population identified as left-handed because you had to. And then in the 1920s, the US government got away from that, and public education became much more popular. And they let kids start using their left hands. And it went up to, I believe, roughly over 25%. And it's funny because representation matters. When it's okay to be yourself, you identify as yourself. And 2% of the population may identify as trans right now, but in 10 years from now, when it becomes more mainstream and more people are accepted, maybe we'll see 8 6% of the population identify as trans. Fair enough. And um, I look forward to that, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be out and proud, and hopefully if even one person who might feel the way I felt is able to live their best life, it will... Have all been worth it for me
0: You know And uh, I appreciate all that That just came out of you That's why I adjust The way I do uh, When I, I I lit that fire in you With my little joke Just a joke everybody Don't need to <laughs> all the hate mail Okay uh, Jokes are the spice of life um, One of them So uh, Erica Thank you for that Yes Thank you Anytime. for all, all those, All of those things you had to say That was wonderful um, Alright You have a good one
1: remember you know you know what's what's the story you got so it was maybe 2008 or 2009 i just moved up from busser to cook and um i was working with the current kitchen or the at the time the kitchen manager was larry wade and it was just me and him on some weekday and Gene was maintenance, and he was working on one of our pressure chicken, chicken pressure broasters. And there was no oil in it, and he had turned it on and left. So the flame had just burning inside, and these have lids, which you screw shut to make them airtight. And the thing had been on and burning, but there had been no air in it. So it was burning on the inside, getting up to, like, it had to be over 500 degrees. And me and Larry are working, and all of a sudden smoke starts b- billowing out of one of these broasters. And he looks over, and he calls um, Gene over. And mind you, I was 20 or 21 at this point, I think. And um, just started cooking, intimidated by everybody still. And uh, Larry says, hey, something's wrong with that broster. So Gene comes over, and he says, yeah, that's weird. And he unfortunately, his first instinct was to open the lid, to let the oxygen in. And he opened the lid, and I was standing... 9 feet away. And the flame was the flame went 12 feet high and it was pure deep purple. I don't know how hot flame has to be to be deep purple like that. <laughs> but it reached the hoods which suck up the exhaust in the mm-hmm. kitchen and it instantly hit the mercury that um we have the system of it's called Ansel. It's the spray. Ansel and it it essentially sends a powder into the whole kitchen to suck out all the oxygen to kill the fire instantly. And it coats everything with this white powdery substance and it instantly went off. And so it's me, Larry and Jean in this kitchen covered in powder. And you don't, what you don't understand is like you spray a fire extinguisher in someone's face and it dissipates. This stuff does not dissipate. We all started essentially choking on whatever this powder was. And, um, so we leave uh the fire department was must have been instantly notified when our system yeah, goes probably off automated. and so we leave, and uh the whole every grill, every fryer except one end fryer and one small grill burger grill at the end of the kitchen was covered oh my and God. you can't you can't just wipe this stuff off this needs to be deep clean and
0: uh and the restaurant's still open
1: yeah, the restaurant's still open, and your your dad was notorious for being never closing, fuck, never closing. So, um, the fire burnt out quick. The, the broster had nothing left to burn. So that fire went out and, um, we leave the kitchen. The fire department comes, they see there's no fire anymore. Everything's okay. There's no structural damage. The fire department leaves and your dad comes out and says, we're still open. We're still going to have food. And we're like, well, what are we going to cook on? And he's like, we got one fryer here. We got one grill here. And we, we cook our brats on an open flame broiler here. And we're like, well, what are we going to cook the brats on? And our Parkway Chateau Banquet Hall had a grill in the back. So while Larry cooked all day, I I went the maybe 200 yards in between our kitchen and banquet hall, haul, cooking brats back there, hauling them in a pan up to Larry so he could cook them. Oh, my God. And then we cooked fries, burgers, and brats all day. And then that night we had people come in, deep clean our whole kitchen. And the next day open like nothing. We never missed a beat. That's, that's my one go-to. I have more stories, but that's my one go-to. It was, it was such a surreal experience as someone who had just become a cook and was like, is this what being a cook in a kitchen is like? Is this, is this the cook experience? And I was like, and that was such, it's such a broad stop thing. Like I, I feel like Chili's shuts their restaurant down. I feel like, you know, cheddars—they're—they're they're not messing around. They have a fire; they're—they're they're clearing out. But I don't—I think maybe a customer had to wait ten extra minutes for a brat that day. But other than that, you would have never known. And it was—it was cool because yeah, the stop. yeah, we made it work because that's—that's what the brat stop does. A lot of places say oh they're family goodness. businesses, but only at the brat stop is it actually like truly a thing. It's—it's yeah. it's amazing. I love Erica, that story.
0: Thank you for that story. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> Uh, I hope uh, everyone out there if you enjoyed listening to the blank walks on the bar podcast please uh, subscribe, listen, share rate review yada 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 you know every podcast they tell you that but it is true it, it's the only way for these small podcasts to grow. So please tell your friends uh, Erica I'll see you uh, at the bar again soon. I'll see you in the kitchen. Every thank day. you for all the hard work you put in I'm very, I'm very happy you feel accepted here at the Bro up In my book, in my heart, you always have been. So uh, I hope you enjoy your movie. Yeah. All right. Catch you next time.